fucking not live, bro. Oh shit, it's coming through the wrong speakers. <laughs> You're advertising uh, fucking uh, minions. Advertising minions. Well, I definitely don't yeah. want that advertisement on my channel, but the Twitch overlords deem it so. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I wish, um, I wish more movie companies would actually, you know, reach out to gamers for things other than like, you know, playing the, you know, being basically being some like half baked, like ad for something. Just be like, hey, play the trailer for this new movie we have coming out and just talk about it. Like that that's, would. That's I, not a bad idea, though. I would that's, love. That's cool. I, yeah. I would love to do that. But the thing is, is like. That's not how advertisement works. Like they no, they, I was gonna say that's that's like a um, that's an ad sponsorship partnership situation. And yeah, it'd it have to be yeah. it'd have to be some like big streamer that's gonna sound super disingenuous when <laughs> as they talk about movies and stuff. Is like man, like yeah, you got the audience, but you the like there's nothing there. That's why all those like. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Like all their advertisements when they're like, hey, check out this new blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. And when people talk, it sounds like they're being held hostage. Like they have mm -hmm. no real investment in what they're talking about. Kind of like when game companies do that like live playthrough at E3. And oh, yeah. And they're like, and, and, uh, and they're like, yeah, I got your back. I'm like, yeah. people don't talk yeah, like that. Don't when talk like games. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know y'all are trying to be super serious. And one of your teammates uh, yeah, is named like, Sarge, oh, no, unironically. He's coming in like you didn't preordain this section of the game yeah. to show that one zombie coming in. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that stuff. And they get made fun of for it like every year. It's it's like, but I know it's because you have to keep it PG. You have to fit within the guidelines of, you know, stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> of, that doesn't. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you can't change the way you're doing it that fits the audience. Like we're not stupid. Yeah, this is a like like these gaming things, like these shows and stuff. Like people take them seriously. Like it's like the event of the year. What am I going to yeah. be playing for the next year or two? Like it's not like a jokey thing. You don't need to be so childish with it like just be honest and be just play the damn thing and not be like oh my god a zombie it fluxy so, but yeah you know fluxy really be brightening my day with her creations when i know I right him, those when pastels I, when i see him on twitter man it's just like i've been going through a rough time and i've been in extreme amounts of pain you know while getting better and healing and doing this show with my shoulder about to fall off and i just look on twitter and i see those I see her work, and I'm just like, you know, the world isn't all bad. <laughs> it's like, it's 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 not terrible, you know. Her art, her art style though is like so unique in dreams. I think I I've never seen anyone pull it off the way that she does, especially like in where it's playable. Like I've seen people do it in just art where it's flat and you're just looking at it, but in a playable state, like it's so beautiful, yeah, so so pretty. Ah. Uh amazing no thank you fluxy like sina what's going on war garble cello <laughs> uh we're just in here talking about when they try like the type of advertisement i would like to see like from predominantly just like movie 
the like the movie industry and Twitch. And we got onto the topic of like when game studios try to do like those E3 hands-on gameplays and they have like the the players on comms that <laughs> that sound like the most cheesy do you know thing. do you know what the re the most recent cheesiest like cringe worthy one i saw red was fall? you know when well yeah redfall was one but the cheesiest out of all of them was um our oh, facebook when they did their 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 whole rebrand of meta and oh, they were yeah. showing off horizon and there's that, oh, hi, Danny, how are you? I'm good, Jenny, how are you? You're in the Horizon space, me too. This is so great. It was just like, please burn my eyes out of my sockets. It's so bad. You, you did that too well, sir. I wanted to, I, I honestly wanted to uh, drop <laughs> to the floor dead while you were talking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Man, but I'm just saying whole, that like, whole that whole thing was was cheese from start to finish. Yeah, but you'd think year after year of getting made fun of for this stuff that they'd change it up. It's kind of like when uh, in esports, when like uh, like League of Legends, League of Legends got really big. They franchised. They're still like the second top game in in the world, and it's like they're cast in the. Huh? By played or by viewed? Uh, played, I believe. Wow. Uh, but they basically, um, like their casters, the people who would call the games and stuff, used to be dressed in like, you know, just gamer wear, like you know, dressed down, having fun, feeling comfortable. And it's not that they don't feel comfortable now; they love their jobs, of course. But like, they started putting them in like buttoned up shirts and ties and stuff and it's like uh, I, I get I your like, I get I your official now people, but I thought they wear like the like the t-shirts of all the brands on it and stuff and things like not shirts and things like oh, at least oh, when no, I've no, seen no, not the players the casters oh right okay yeah I got you. okay because it's, it's like I get it you're professional and you want to be taken serious and I get why they do all of it but it's hey Topaz uh, it, it just, it really is kind of like everybody's playing to like a mainstream conception and not necessarily to the, f to the fans while at the same time saying they're catering to the fans. It just, it just, it comes off completely weird to me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's not really a hot take. I mean, it, it's just. Well, the hot Something, takes will, but, will come. Yeah, in the like, hot takes in, are in coming. like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, but that stuff always felt weird to me. And it's like, you got to know who you're playing to. Like, you got to, like, if you were being, if you were in like the New Yorker, <laughs> or doing an interview for Forbes magazine or something like that. I can understand you, you know, for the little picture on the spread, you, you know, dress up, look familiar so they don't write some horrible headline like gamers taking the world by storm and it's like you know you want to make sure they don't put that headline on it but it just i don't know it seems so weird when companies just miss so hard and it's like they don't listen to the feedback <laughs> it's like you literally have to throw it out into the world and then just be like nope nope not listening to anything <laughs> uh, I don't know where I, I don't know where they get the conception that this is like 
the way that they should be presenting stuff. Like, I don't know it's who the, came up with it, the idea, it, it, and, and now everybody's doing it. Like, it, it's, it's your people. It's the corpos, baby. <laughs> the corpos. Because the thing is, is like one of the one of the uh, hot takes that we got. I actually want to go really into it because once people find out that there's money in something, and then big money starts being put into it, such as the gaming industry, before we get to our current place in time where it's the leading form of entertainment on on the planet. You have, like, once money gets involved, all the ideas that are coming into play are coming from the business sector. Just like some of these, just like most of the people uh, who are in, like, the AAA studio CEOs. Like, those guys aren't gamers. Like, well, you know, the main guys, like Sony, Microsoft, those guys are. But, like, you know, you get into someone like a Bobby Kotick or... Or Kotick, however you say yeah. his name. All, all or, they care or, about or, is their, their stockholding prices and whatnot. Yeah, they don't really so, care about the content. So that's what I'm saying. Like the, the ideas come from the business sector not being bo- not born out of the gaming culture. Mm. And I do feel like there's a there's a plus side to that in certain instances where I you know, you don't want it to be a complete clown fiesta you know when it comes to production and stuff but what things like with the way gaming has evolved over the past decade and a half i don't think you'd have that anymore but now all the people that are making those decisions are straight from the business sector it's not the people who have grown up and basically learned the business from within the business so it's just kind of weird i whenever i see this stuff because like i said you don't get a you don't you don't get a you don't feel like there's a feedback loop going on. So yeah, it's kinda weird. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I think like, you know I think you're right. All these companies, you know, that where they have the power to decide what's gonna get created is purely from a business perspective of what's going to make the most money. I mean that's why Everybody's investing into the metaverse, and that's why all the gaming companies want to do NFTs, even though it's going to die soon. Like, it's just anything that's going to make a quick buck is what they want to jump on, and that's why we have so many free-to-play games and, you know, all of these battle royales and stuff, and they're just copycats of one another that do something a little different in their own style just so that they can generate all this money. But if it wasn't for... I don't know if it, if it wasn't for for studios like PlayStation Studios where they make these cinematic narrative driven experiences although they do make a lot of money you know I don't think we would have much variation in gaming I mean indie especially is you know something that we should be extremely grateful for because without them we wouldn't have a lot of variation in stuff everything would just be a copy and paste because that's what makes the money and that's why I like indie so much is because they don't have any problems like that they can be experimental and and make something different and you know that's why you see all these great indie games with really interesting unique mechanics is because they don't have to worry about the shareholders and the stock price and and what's going to be profitable they're still in the stage of game development of i want to make something cool so i'm gonna do it word and with that let's go ahead and start the show Welcome all. We are at episode 84 
of the Made in Dreams podcast. I'm your host, Mighty Vicious, here as always with Jamie James, a.k.a. Tap James. And basically, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to what you've been doing when it's time. I know you like to hold off for a little bit, but uh, <laughs> oh, Dorian. <laughs> we're, going, we're going right there, are we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because... Literally, you know what? I don't like this. I don't. I don't like this sitting here. Let's 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 yeah, get that. Let's, let's do mm. that. Let's put that there. I'm gonna be moving it around everywhere during this. <laughs> you know what? I don't like it there either. You know what? Let's no, put that's... it. Let's put it with you. There we go. We'll put it with oh, you. Great. Hey, hey, you got a lot of white space back there. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, look, I put out this post yesterday. Looking for hot takes because I've been wanting to talk about uh, the gaming industry and a little bit looser on dreams just for an episode, maybe two. And uh, yeah, this um, this is this this is great. <laughs> this the, is, the, recep this is the reception was a lot quicker and a lot more in volume than I anticipated. So yeah, thanks everyone. It really was. It really was. And, and you know, I, I know some people are taking some hits because of it. And uh, I just want you to know that I appreciate you. So. <laughs> and everybody's opinion is valid. Yes. Let's, let's also put that out there that everyone's entitled even, to their own opinion. Even if it's a hot take and that yeah. hot take is uh not something you believe in, which normally I probably should have made uh, a rule. Yeah. Because, we... but in <laughs> retrospect, in retrospect, because basically when I have a conversation with someone, I'd like them to actually believe what they're saying. Um, uh, because I don't like circle arguments and I don't like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, devil's advocate, like mm. you know, type stuff. I don't. I, I just don't like that. I think it keeps us. It keeps us down. But this is the post right here, and uh, I'm gonna go in order uh, of right. things because unless unless Jamie, do you want to go? Do you want to go with or do you want to propose the first one before we get going or do you uh, want? Well, no, let's let's just let's just go through what everybody did first, and then if we have time, we'll go for our own ones that we personally uh, put into the mix as well. All right, so let's start with Dakota. Dakota says, "Believe it or not, there are virtually no lazy game developers. Asset reuse, scope reduction, and intentionally small design is not lazy. It's development." People who lack vocabulary reach for the easy, lazy accusation, and it just makes them look like fools. I, yeah. I agree because, you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to do what I suggested yesterday when we were talking about this, uh, I, this idea, this concept episode. Mm -hmm. And... I'm, no, never mind. But let's not do that. Everyone's equal here. I don't want anybody to come away thinking that their hot take wasn't uh, appreciated. But right. I truly believe that this is correct. Because is. if anyone plays Dreams, you know now 
if you've tried to make anything, that game development is hard. <laughs> game development, project management, everything that goes, it's it. hard. It's hard. But let, let's not just limit this particular hot take to, to games. Like, this is industry standard in media. Like, Disney's been doing this for years, where they reuse animations and, you know, mesh, mesh skulls and stuff. That that's It's just part of the industry. It's like how you work. It's like, why if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't reinvent the wheel. It's like with code. Like, it's 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 normal to, to go online, go onto GitHub, and take some code for something you want to put in your own stuff. Like, I have lecturers that are, like, IT professionals in the industry that has worked in the top-ranked companies in the world, and they all say the same thing. Get your code off of Google. If, the, if it's already been written, and you don't need to sit there for six hours and write it from scratch, whack it in. Doesn't make yeah. a difference. Like, and, it's, it's just industry standard. And I would like to say that any, any of my statements, as I prerequisited last week, uh, my statements mostly are aimed at AAA, and uh, because as Jamie put in our little pre-show talk, I got nothing to say to indie developers. As far as I'm concerned, indie developers have pretty much been the force of change and innovation for the last 15 years of gaming. And it's been rightfully growing basically throughout that time. Like it's, you know, and, and we have a few takes that touch on that which is a take I wanted to bring out, but yeah, everything I wanted to do is covered by what people say. I don't think there's any such thing as lazy developers uh, or lazy game devs. Um, I think that decisions made from higher up can make it appear that way. I don't think it's that. I think it's just people that are uneducated in game development. It's like when, oh, no. the, when Ragnarok got revealed... And like you know, it showed the animation of of um, Kratos and and his son getting into the boat. Like Twitter went crazy saying, "Oh, they're so lazy. They use the same animations. Like this is the same game as before. It's not going to be any different." People that say that obviously don't understand how the industry works with reusing animations and assets. Like oh, no, I just no, no, think no. it's down to uneducation is all. No, I was saying that you know I don't. Th I think this is true. Like this, it, this is more of a common sense take to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, it's common I'm, sense. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying, any type of of laziness that could be perceived would be from above. Uh, say a developer, like not a dev. Yeah, yeah. I get it you. Would, I get you. You know, if if someone tells you, okay, we're making our 18th first person shooter, you know, copy the code. If it's EA Sports saying. Hey, get it out there. We can't even take the time to change the year number on the banners in a stadium in a soccer game. <laughs> yeah, like those those decisions yeah. are, are like it's not that, a, that, yeah, I get what you mean. Not it's from developers. the higher ups. Yeah. yeah. It's, they're so, told what to do and they have to do it. At the end of the day, it's their job. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh let me see here. Uh what's going on, Duplex? And Acert says there's no reason to remodel something if you don't need to. It saves time and it's smart to do. War Garble said. So yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. So next we have Char the Weeb, and is it Char in here as well? I thought I saw him comment. Yeah, he said his, he yeah, just got a power outage. 
this PS4. <laughs> the, the PS4, I know. Oh, mm-hmm. the, my prayers are going with you. Hopefully you haven't lost anything on Dreams if you've been working on it. Hopefully it auto-saved. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't have a, a mighty vicious situation where it just deletes itself for no reason at all. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, but he says, I feel like most games are just not fun anymore and are quite limiting and repetitive. I don't want to mindlessly play fetch quests that I have no investment in or press one button to attack. Um, we had a few people, which we'll get to in this thread, saying the same thing. And the only thing I can say is that it may, in my opinion, it may feel that way. But if it feels that way, you need to expand the games you play. Mm. Because there's a nonstop, like, innovation going in the industry. But if you're a person that only plays, like, the thing that catches you by marketing, then, yeah, you're going to come You're going to find yourself in a rut. Yeah, you're definitely going to find yourself in a rut. Uh yeah, add your hot take on to the post in Twitter just to make sure I don't miss it. And also it's not put in this chat and, you know, missed. Yeah, scrolled into <laughs> infinity. Um, but but I get it because, I mean, there are things being that, you know, I'm getting older. There are things that I no longer enjoy playing. And I told you all before, I have a hard time with the I've never considered myself a gamer. And it's because I've had people around me who are what I would consider, like, they carry the mantle of what a gamer is. And, you know, I don't think I compare to them. But there are things that are staples of certain genres that make me immediately bored. Like, give an example. Like, like what? I thought we weren't going to do our hot takes until after. (laughs) No. For, For instance... And, and so I'm not saying all these games are bad. Let me say that because last week people came for me in the con. Well, they came for Jammy in the con in the comments of they did. My YouTube. They did. And I was like, Hey, you put that on Jammy. I didn't say that. <laughs> but like, for instance, unless you have, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. I, I don't want it to be a hot take because I misspoke. <laughs> um, I find, First-person shooters immediately boring now. And I used to play a lot of them. But I can't think of a game that that I wouldn't rather have a third-person camera for. And a lot of it comes back to the limitations of what it can show you. Like, I, I, you know, I get it's to put you in the driver's seat, literally. But maybe, like, for me, I don't want that. Like, if it's between, and mind you, I'm not crapping on anybody's game, okay? I'm not talking smack about anyone's game. But when I, for instance, uh, Borderlands. Mm. Uh, and I think this was the moment that it actually, like, this developed in my brain was I was playing one of the earlier borderlands and I was playing the ninja character and the, uh, and on my screen, you get the basic hand swipe. Like I'm attacking. That's, that's my melee. 
And I looked at someone at someone else's screen who could see me. And my character's doing crazy animations. Crazy attack combos. Stuff that is not conveyed to me, the person playing the character. And I'm like, well, if that's what I look like in third person... Why can't feels, I be third person? Yeah, why, yeah, well, like, well, why can't I be third person? But also, why do I look so basic when I'm playing it? And that, and 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 I think that's when it the it started. To, I still played the game, but I think it grew from that moment for me. Sinuk, you have killed my argument. I'm willing to admit defeat. Uh, she said, "Mirror's Edge." Um, Mirror's Edge is amazing. Oh, yeah, that's that's got to be but, the best person. But but I would say I will argue. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna argue that it should be third person? No, no, not that it should be third person, but that I say it's unless something does, unless someone does something new. Mirror's Edge was new. Mirror's Edge introduced something to first person that honestly, yeah. yeah, it was fresh. Mm. And if something is fresh, oh, I'm more than willing. Like, yeah, it's like, um, like it's, it's like, like recently uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, like with the way that you actually do the combat with all your hands and stuff, like Doctor Strange style. That to me looked completely fresh with first person. It was something different visually to look at whilst doing the attacks and things, as yeah. opposed to just holding a gun, like you know. Yeah, and and so that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying all first person. Once again, I'll reiterate, I'm not saying all first person games are bad. I'm saying that in my mind. Unless you're bringing something new to the table that you can show me. I don't know how many first person shooter class based pew pews you want me to play. Like, I don't have arguments with like Sinuk when she said Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge brought something new to the table. It gave you a different perspective on first person shooter in a situation and a game that you don't see. That was that's why it has the underground following it has. I would argue that, as I have many times before, that uh, Titanfall Two is quite possibly the greatest, but or, or how would you is possibly the most underrated first person shooter in history. Like I might have to give that a go. I haven't played Titanfall. Just your ability, the ability to to not only free run like in, in, in Mirror's Edge, but to add a verticality through movement in a first person, like in, in a first person perspective with speed and tact was amazing. It, it, it really is like the most under, in my opinion, the most underrated first person shooter of the of at least the last decade and a half, like it's just, I, I nobody nobody played it. That's why they moved on to other things like, um, well, not nobody, but a lot of people didn't play it, which is why they moved on to what the next fad was, which was the, you know, the battle royale, and now we have Apex Legends. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Hot takes. I hated Gears of War. Boombox, boombox chest. 
But that's what my friend calls it because it looks like they have woofers on their chest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we continue because if I keep talking like that, we're never yeah, going we to get to the list. Yeah, we need to move on to the next one on the list. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Senna, I suggested through breakdown on the original Xbox just because it was... Wait a minute. Hold on. Did I miss something? Here we go. Okay. I suggested through breakdown on the original Xbox just because it was trying something new. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did that. <laughs> on, we move on. Um, oh, and Metal or Gears of War Five is so overrated. Um, really? Jordan, I haven't played it. I haven't uh, played any. I've I played like Gears of War on the three sixty years ago, but uh, I haven't played any of the recent ones. Well developed game, obviously. A bunch of great developers worked on it. It just goes back to what I was just talking about. I just it, it, it's more I, of the same. More of the more of the same. And yeah, I, I'll leave it there. All right, moving on. Next uh, next one. As someone who works in the well, this is from Jordan Hedges. Uh, as someone who works in the industry, it can be very frustrating to watch game journalists talk a big game about going to bat for game developers while also happily reporting on leaks and signal boosting crappy gamer takes it's unfortunately it's whatever gets the most attention whatever draws the most likes they're in the industry of gaining the most attention and they'll they'll do anything to get that unfortunately it just is the way it is it's yeah. it's media we live in the age of the 24-hour news cycle like they you pay attention long enough and people are literally going back on what they said <laughs> like, ign is the perfect example of that. oh boy here we go <laughs> they have the perfect example of giving a game a great score and then the users come in like this game is crap like why have you scored at this and then they're like reflection we're changing our score you can't do that it's a review you reviewed it you gave it a score you can't change that based on public opinion like, it just IGN and their reviewing is just, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Just going through chat for a second here. Uh, Acer never played Gears of War. Uh, Acer, I've never played God of War. Lol. Um, I like the original trilogy more, but it was good. Like I said, I didn't say it was bad. I said it was overrated. That's, they were talking like that thing was the story, like the cinematic experience of a lifetime. And I was just like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, it just wasn't. Um, uh, I, let me see here. Tomaton, I've tried twice to get through God of War and I just can't for some reason. It's not for everybody. Can I ask a question real quick? Because mm -hmm. that brings something to mind. Did anyone feel severely underpowered in God of War? Well, I tell you when I felt underpowered. You know when you was fighting those two brothers? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I had no power at all. Like I was just it took me like 15 attempts to get through that battle. It was ridiculous. Hmm. I just I don't know. Like I, I love the game. It deserves all the praise that it gets in my opinion. All of it. But as I was playing through it, I, w I just, in the, in the cutscenes, Kratos felt like a god. 
in the actual gameplay. Slick gameplay. Beautiful gameplay. But I felt it's it, 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 a lot of times it felt spongy. I don't know. I mean, when you're comparing it to the original God of War games, like he he is he's not the same Kratos, and that's understandable. It's it's part of the story, you know. He's basically retired, and then he's had to go out and do all of this stuff again. But if you're directly comparing Kratos from God of War One, Two, and Three versus 2018, he's a completely different Kratos. Like he was this insane beast in God of War 1, 2, and 3, like, killing all the guards, doesn't give a shit for anybody, but in, in God of War 2018, he's just more reclusive, like, not as powerful, he's left it too long, he isn't training anymore, but like I said, that's part of the story, but there is yeah. a massive difference between the original trilogy and what we've currently got. I still played it, loved it, and I don't know if I've seen a better boss fight recently, in recent memory, than you versus boulder at the end oh like just I mean, all the of mechanics. all of the all of it i mean i loved like the introduction of boulder like that that fight was insane like it was so well choreographed yeah loved all the scenes with boulder very very good so yeah and let's go ahead and move on to the next here we got saku who says ghost of tsushima did open world way better than horizon or any other modern open world game I'm going to recuse myself from this because I haven't played it yet. I've played it, and I don't know where I stand on that, to be honest. I mean, I, I like Ghost of Tsushima, but I would... I, I had more fun in the world of Forbidden West than I did in the world of Tsushima. Like, I love Ghost of Tsushima. Very, very clever game. Love the wind mechanic, and the world is beautiful the way that it's designed, but as far as, like, being entertained in that open world, I had more fun in Forbidden West. Personally. The only thing I'll say about open world is the only one that I have enjoyed, and maybe the difference in open world, like, I'm not talking about things like Spider-Man or you know, from Insomniac or anything like that. But the only real open world that I've been compelled to traverse in quite a minute was Elden Ring. Um, and uh, I understand that that's not something that, you know, people might, you know, agree with. But I don't I've know. I've never played like, it, though. But it just, like, as far as open worlds go... Yeah, I, I we'll we'll get to it when we get to someone's comment on here that I know is coming, and I'm sure it's gonna cause quite the quite the quite debacle. The but thank you, Saku, <laughs> as always. Thank you, brother. Uh, piece of craft, not game industry related, but Bohemian Rhapsody sucks. Um, piece of craft, are you doing okay? <laughs> who who hurt you? Tell tell Uncle Vicious. He'll, he'll talk to him. Uncle I don't know. Who, I, I don't know. I don't know who did this to you, but uh, we craft. Mm, <laughs> I feel like he's talking about the song. Yeah, I don't, yeah he, it, he is, isn't he? Or is it the film? I it, I feel like it has to be the song. Uh, but maybe maybe Kraft will come in and uh, clarify for us. <laughs> yeah, he'll clarify for us if he comes in. 
Um, okay, so this one is going to get... Let me see if I can just get... Yes, it didn't take me away from the screen. So, here we go. Yeah, Spider-Man... I, I'm... I don't know what I, I, I don't know what I don't know what happened, but Spider-Man is the only game, as I've said before, the only game I think in gaming history since they started keeping count of your completion that I 100%ed and platinumed. That game Spider-Man did something just, to me. It, it's just so fun. I have just re-downloaded Miles Morales purely to just swing about the city and do nothing else. Yeah, it was Zen for me. It's, it's, it's just, it's just that fun. I would come like, home just, from work. Yeah, and just, just do nothing turn else. It on no and missions. Just swing. Nothing. Just swing around, doing acrobatics in the air. So That's much so I that I. So much so that I eventually stopped fighting crime. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's too stressful. Let me let me just continue my just zen. swing around a bit. <laughs> All right. Turn on so, the fan for extra immersion. Yeah. Been Fuzzy Panda Wong, long time, long time contributor to the uh, to this channel. One of one of my originals uh, said, "This is just a random thought I've been having in just entertainment in general. Don't know if it's because I'm getting older or my ADHD is kicking in, but I feel gaming nowadays is dying, and in a few years' time, might be dead." The gaming space feels wow. very di diluted in terms of originality. Everything is just a remake, remaster, sequel. Everything to me is starting to get to the point of games not being as entertaining or being more of more the same thing in a different skin. And the only way to make them fun again is to get to the point where technology is like the nerve gear out of uh what is what is it? SAO. Uh, uh, yeah, Sword, Sword Art Online. Mm. I always think of something else whenever I whenever someone says SAO. Uh, or Ready Player One or Ghost in the Shell. Uh We'll jump to the next because, yeah, we had a conversation regarding that. But it goes very much in the vein for me of you just need to change what you're playing. Yeah, you as far you, as... Uh, go on, sorry. Yeah, Acer said it, it as well. It's just you need to check out more indie games. And I know for a fact that he does play quite a lot of off the wall things. So it was, it's weird to me, but I, I get what he's saying because I've reached yeah. that point a few times in gaming, but indie games is where I eventually came back. Mm. Like, it's like what, what kept me alive in gaming. So, I, I agree. I agree that like, you know, the actual, the list of stuff that we get is very copy and paste, but even so, like that will not stop the gaming industry from dying. It's one of the fastest growing markets in the world right now. And even if we only get copy and paste games, it's still going to skyrocket. It's just gaming is gaming and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, but yeah. So the first of a, a few... <laughs> first of a few hold on sock wielder skyrim slash fallout and likely lately elden ring had good open worlds but even in elden ring the legacy dungeons have most gameplay value in my opinion hmm i don't i, I tend to not disagree with you on that yeah so, i i would agree like you know skyrim fallout the Bethesda style open world games they they're the ones where you tend to get the most value in the open world like there's a lot to do you can touch everything you can store everything 
there's books you can read and stuff like if you want to get immersed in the small niche details of an open world like Bethesda do do that great although the games are glitchy and not graphically impressive as far as what's in the open world they do deliver uh Captain Dax welcome welcome that Dakota so uh, big games are more expensive than ever to produce, and so that might translate to design choices that feel safe. But not every game needs to be watershed moment of invention. Indie games have a lot more room to explore crazy space. But hell, even looking at AAA games, Control is one of the better games I've played in years, and it's very much a big studio game. 100% agree. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah, there's um, no flaw to that comment. I, and I love to control. Yeah, I, I, I think if this is going back to what I... Referring back to what I think we were talking about, uh, maybe when you started typing this, it's not all big game developers are failing. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the stance I was trying to take. Like, I understand that sometimes, like, for instance, you make Spider-Man. Well, when you make Spider-Man 2, I don't expect you to reinvent the game. But. And I don't even want to say but. It's kind of like if you make first-person shooters and you're on your fifth, that really hasn't made any changes. Then I don't think anyone would be wrong to say, yo, it's the same old thing. I, I wish they had innovated. But yeah, it's but true, the, everything can't innovate every single time no, out the door. And I don't think same, anyone really is trying to say that. At the same time, though, if Spider-Man 2 has no new mechanics or, or brings nothing new compared to what they originally did with Spider-Man, not going to lie, I would be a little disappointed. Like... When, when you bring out a sequel, obviously the core mechanics of everything, yes, you keep that the same, but you should bring something else to the table. Oh, it's yeah. like with, with like with God of War, like the, the with Ragnarok. Like, yes, I expect the the core mechanics to stay the same. I'm I'm not asking you to reinvent how you throw an axe. Keep that as it is because it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But you but throw like, it like you know, this I, instead yeah. of like this. <laughs> But I expect, I do expect something new. Like, I need new moves or, or something, like, to, to make it feel fresh. That Sure, it's a sequel and it's a continuation of the original story, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't add stuff to the experience to make it feel like it it is a sequel. Oh, it's yeah. its own thing, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, what I mean, it, well, yes. That's, that's basically what I was trying to say, but yes. So, um... Uh, War Garble said control is fantastic also for its accessibility options while still retaining the original vision. We're going to get to you. We're yes, going to get to are. you. Because we, I, I, I've I, already I, had a heated discussion pre-podcast with someone about accessibility. Yes. And yeah, I, I have some strong opinions about it. Yeah. And Ninja, I used to always hate when we would get Mario 2, Castlevania 2, or Zelda 2 type curveballs. Yeah. So let's let's continue. We got a lot to get through. <laughs> One of the many takes here. Acer, 
People complaining about Microsoft or microtransactions are delusional. Studios need to make money. I let's unpack that. I I I agree. I think that it's incredibly vague because one of my takes that I was going to put out is that you know, but it's covered quite a few times by what people posted was if you get suckered by DLC battle pass progression monetization at this point, it's your fault. That's it, because I, I, that's, I'll leave that there. But I think there are things, there are practices that are predatory and some of these companies should be ashamed. But there are ways to do monetization right, which do make the companies that attempt to do so and have a hit game, it allows them to do well. So, yes, as uh, Ryan Thomas Carroll, first time chatter, welcome, um, you know, bring up Diablo Immortal. I also had a hot take on this, but I'll leave that for later. Um, you know, that's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. You look at something like if, in my opinion, and it's just the game that comes to mind, not saying that nobody else has done monetization, right? But monetization done right is league of legends. You can play the whole game, reach the highest tier and never spend a dime. Never. And it's not a grind. You may play the game a lot, but that's because you like the game. Mm. Everything you buy is cosmetic. You literally like, and, and the way, the way it's been screwed up in console is that people have tried to make games as a service a synonym for free to play without the free to play part. You see, that's that that's where it comes into my take with microtransactions. I have no issue with microtransactions being in a free to play game. Like you're giving away the game for free in hopes <laughs> that people will return by buying your cosmetics and stuff. Like I have no issue with that. No, no problem with that at all. You're you're building this game. It's cost you a ton of money, and you're releasing it for free in hopes that you get a return. That's fine. That's understandable, providing that you limit, you know, don't do a Diablo Immortal where you can spend 13 grand on the game and still not get to the highest level. Like, that's ridiculous. There needs to be a cap somewhere. However, I have an issue where you pay 70 pounds for a game and it's riddled with microtransactions. That annoys me. You've already paid a premium price for a product. You should not be bombarded with the option of buying microtransactions. They shouldn't even be there. The only time that bothers me because I do believe, like I said, it's when you skimp on the game, you lessen yeah. the experience. Like if I'm getting force, a full, yeah, to force instance, you into it. I told y'all the reason I love Elden Ring, <clears throat> I suck at it. And one day when I'm healed, I'm going to show you how much I suck at it, but I suck at it. But the sheer amount of content in that game puts 
I would say 98% of AAA. Not, not anything but AAA. Not talking about indie, whatever. To shame. No microtransactions. There might be a DLC coming, but because they did such a great job and they gave me such a complete experience and my friend has played 350 hours in Elden Ring and still came across something he's never seen and a story he missed. Wow. That is insane. And he's not a grinder. He's not the person that was playing Skyrim for 10 years. Mm. He plays a game and then he's done. And it's on to the next. And he's one of the people that I say is a gamer. Like, yeah, he has his old favorites and he can go back and play them. But he beats the dog shit out of every game that he buys. And he's sitting there getting frustrated. He's like, dude, there's just still so much. And he hates going around for fetch quests and doing all this other stuff. But that leads to the beauty of why I say Elden Ring is so good. Because I never, while playing that game, thought to myself, man, I guess I need to go on this mission to pick up some twigs, some herbs, or do, <laughs> or do something like I always was exploring and finding stuff, but every moment in the world was it was a full adventure instead of, as my other friend would put it, being three miles wide and an inch deep. So I, I, that's what I say. But I do believe microtransactions can definitely be done poorly. And I think the only time that you hear people complain about it is when it's done in a predatory way. And the only time, and that's when you have something to complain about. Mm. Outside of that, developers wanting to monetize in a way that, once again, League of Legends. League of Legends, download it, play it, get your characters, gain money to buy, gain money to buy more characters. All for free. That game, you only pay for costumes and cosmetics. And I don't know recent numbers, but I know in 2018 they made $14 billion. Wow. So if that doesn't, if, if that doesn't tell you that that's the way it should be done, like who's, who's looking at the charts and not saying, yeah, that's what we should be doing. If like, is 14 billion not enough for you? <laughs> but you know uh i believe uh uh yeah we had a few people uh say something here sinok <laughs> made me laugh saying it all started with that horse armor but <laughs> yeah it has to be free uh free to play model that's minimum 800 pixel gorilla the problem is now games are being designed around selling you more and more instead of being designed around ideas that are fun and interesting Amen. That's um, the problem with microtransactions. I mean, like, yeah, know, like cosmetically fine. You know, if it's just for cosmetics to change your look and stuff, do what you want. I, I don't care. It doesn't change the game. It doesn't change the core aspect of what you're playing. If it, all they're interested in is you buying costumes and stuff. But when the microtransactions have an effect on the game and give you an advantage in the game, that's when it's completely wrong. 
I just, I'm just not here for it. I don't like it. Tomaton, hot take. Every quest is a is a fetch quest. Lol, not wrong. Uh, <laughs> but we've we've separated it in our mind. Uh, Acert, it pisses me off when people complain about microtransactions when they are done in a good way. Yeah, those are just whiners. And Captain Dax, yeah, Ace. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just follow those people under bad faith internet shouting. Yeah, bad faith actors. It's yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like there is, but there is a right way and a wrong way. And a lot of the companies that get the backlash are doing them the wrong way. But sometimes, as with everything, people do overstep and start crying wolf. Like, I mean, but, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. Just keep it to cosmetics. That's the way you keep it fair with microtransactions. If it's all just about your personal look, it doesn't change the player's attributes. It's not making them like a higher level or anything. If it's just purely cosmetics, then there's no problem with it. It's when they make it like you know, pay sixteen quid for so many rubies to level you up another ten points like that's that's when it becomes stupid and and unfair i, I just don't think it's it should be done it's pay to win yeah it's it's, we'll it's get, shit we'll get back to this because i'm sure we'll uh we'll see a few more that venture into this topic um uh so let's go Huh. Jordan Hedges says, my go-to that I will forever stand by is that weapon durability made Breath of the Wild a better game. It is also the only video game I've played where weapon durability felt like it needed to be there. Mm. I agree. I agree. I, I, I would say that. I, I yeah, wouldn't say it's the only game that I've ever played that did that, that did that, but I will say that it was definitely well designed in the game to have that be a factor mm. and also not be annoying. Like there was, it felt like there was a reason, like it, it was good. Um, uh, that doesn't negate the fact that breath of the wild itself is overrated, but still Thank a very you. well, but still a very well, well-made, well-crafted game. Fantastic game, but. I mean that that again. That's my whole take. Is Nintendo in a hole? We'll get to that later. Um. Uh, Captain Deck said, "I wish they elaborated on why they think weapon durability is important for that game." Uh, Jordan, if you're here, elaborate <laughs> in chat. We'll see it because I know I know he. I believe he's usually working when we start this. Mm, normally, yeah. But but uh, hopefully he's around and can go into that. Um, let's see. Is advertisement an, an authentic part of the sports sim experience, though? No. Um, I won't argue. <laughs> I won't argue, no. <laughs> uh, it's no. I, I want to go more, but no. That's just no. That's all you're getting. Uh, Ollie, Ollie Trussell says the vision of the future where people spend all day immersed in a VR metaverse sounds hellish. Yes. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the fence with it. I like the idea of the metaverse, but knowing what they're actually going to deliver 
with the metaverse puts me off of it. Like the core premise of it sounds really fun and engaging and exciting, but I know that's not what you're going to get. You're just going to get a world full of microtransactions. That's that's basically what it's going to be. It's just going to become the metaverse is going to become its own currency. Like you can just see that's the way that it's being developed. So in its core primitive state, love the idea of it. What we're actually going to be getting is going to be crap. Um, I, I, I agree, though it goes against my own sensibilities. I've talked to y'all before about how I say the future of humanity is to become robots, or at least to become more uh, inorganic than organic material. But that's for another conversation. That's mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's not for another podcast. Yeah, another <laughs> podcast. That's not this one. Um, let's see. Man, Jordan was flying off the hinges. Is this? I know. I know. <laughs> Modern game design is is often so focused on players experiencing zero friction in the name of keeping them engaged in bullshit microtransaction economies. This this has led to the most or had led to most games having no sense of discovery, but because no content must be missed because engagement. I mean, I feel like we covered this in our in our in our did, conversation, yeah. but but yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, Bumbleberg. I was waiting for this one. <laughs> Motion controls. Any game, not just dreams, suck. <laughs> I feel in my soul where he's coming he, from. He's, he's been hurt. He's been he's, hurt by motion he's, controls. He's definitely been hurt. And I believe we all have. I think we can I think we can I think we can all, if we're, if we're honest, if we're honest, not God tier, I think we can all imagine why someone would say that. Yeah. I mean, just in dreams alone, Imp Drift is a killer. It's just I was so thinking annoying. not in, I was thinking not in dreams, but, but also, I mean, yeah, it, it, that's his stance. And I don't, and I think. I would feel ultimately this way if I didn't have such high hopes for PSVR 2. I can't, I don't think I can express how hyped I am for it. And it's not because of anything that's really been said about it. <laughs> it's just, 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 I, I came across this random YouTube channel where this dude just, primarily focuses on vr and he goes to all the different er con or vr cons and all the tech mm -hmm. shows and he just all he does is try vr because he's like super into it and i i i know where the technology is headed and where people are hoping to take it and what the like why certain choices were made for the PSVR 2 but all the reasons why I think this statement yes actually a certain yes thrill seeker um is the name of the YouTube channel um I get why he says this and we've talked about VR and gotten scolded on this show <laughs> <laughs> because of our thoughts on it as well. But I do believe that it is a work in progress. 
Of course. And, and I have more things to say about it when we get to some other uh, entries in this list. I mean, it, my stance with motion controls is in any game that's non-VR, other than Dreams, it's pointless. Like, I don't see the sense in it. Dreams is the only game that I've played that is a TV game, like non-VR game, where motion controls make sense. Like, I just couldn't navigate Dreams without using the motion controls. Like, it just, it's just, it makes sense in Dreams, like, to use motion. Any other game that's non-VR, it to me, it just doesn't make sense. But as far as VR is concerned, uh, motion controls on PSVR 1 was disgusting. It was horrible. It was just, it was just a really, really bad experience. But with Quest 2, motion controls was actually quite decent. And it seems that PSVR 2 is going to be using the same or similar technology to how Quest does their their motion controls. So, yeah, I mean, it looks promising. We see Chad is calling about the flame war. Um, <laughs> next, we have Acert. Oh, Acert. <laughs> Art is insanely overrated because anyone can appreciate it. You just look at it. Programming or mechanics is underrated because to appreciate it, you generally have to understand the amount of work that went into it, why it was difficult. Okay. Okay. I'm for more unpacking. <laughs> <laughs> this, this comes from a place of feeling underappreciated. So let me take a moment to appreciate. See, I don't think this is correct, but even if it's not a belief that Acert actually has, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. It's just my, I think it is, it does come from a place of, of feeling underappreciated, but what you stated about programming to appreciate it, you have to understand the amount of work. I think that still applies to I think art. That's true. I think that applies to art though, the same way, but I would also state that in my opinion, and this may be why I'm being more understanding of this, this, this statement, I believe programming or mechanics is art. Like, and I'd argue I, anyone I to would, disagree. I would, I would agree with him on the the section where he says, like, you know, in in order to appreciate mechanics and and programming, you have to understand how difficult it is to actually do that to really appreciate it. I I one hundred percent agree with him on that statement because, like, you know, prior prior to dreams when playing games, like, you know, you just use the mechanics in a game. You don't really look into it. But since getting into dreams and seeing how difficult it is to make mechanics and watching people trying to get through all the hurdles of how to wire up the logic correctly and get the animations down to a pinpoint so that when you press the button, it moves smoothly and, and even doing stuff myself, like trying to get certain mechanics to work the way that I want them to work. After experiencing dreams firsthand of what it's like to make mechanics, I have found a newfound 
love for how people make mechanics. I am inspired by certain mechanics. I'll play a game and look at it and go, I wonder how they made that. Like, it's so smooth. Like, how did they do it? And that's because my eyes was open to the world of development and what actually goes into it to make these mechanics work the way they do. So as far as that part of his statement, I 100% agree with him. See, the thing is, is that I, I just think there's a disconnect in the appreciation of art and kind of what's being asked on the programming and mechanics side. Because no matter what, and I'm sure every artist has dealt with this, someone can appreciate the art, but they don't truly appreciate everything that went into it. It's just the final product yeah, 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 that yeah. people react to. So that level of, so that generally having to have an understanding, you're going to have a lot more appreciation from another artist looking mm. at another artist than you will from a viewer, the audience looking at it. So I don't think these two things are different, especially being that I do think programming UI UX design. I think that's all art. I, I, I don't know why it gets separated personally. It, it befuddles me. It's all art. It's all expression. Just like even in dreams, everybody has their style of how they do the logic. It's, it's, it's all art. And, and I also when in art school used to get mad at people who were pompous about art. Uh, like I'm an artist. Like, yeah, man. So is the hairdresser down the street. Like calm down. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that doesn't make you good at what you do, but I think people have, I, I think people have gotten a little too pompous about the titles. Mm -hmm. It's the just title, like, yeah. it's mm -hmm. just like if you ever try to call, uh, if you ever try to say someone's name and they're a doctor and they go, that's doctor. <laughs> like, all right, bro, we'll get your nuts off my shoulder. Okay. Okay. You're a doctor. I get it. Um, so I, I don't, as, as spicy as this might have been, um, uh, taken by, by some people. I think that ultimately it did come from an innocent place. I do. I, I, I I'm sorry, 800 pixel gorilla. I know you're going to disagree with me, but I do. I do. I did. You could disagree. Everybody in this chat is very free to disagree with every single little thing I say. <laughs> it's it's perfectly yeah. fine everyone's not, entitled no, to their own opinion mechanics is just wait a minute are you disagreeing with me or are you not because mechanics is design design is art everything is art it, anyway i'm gonna I'm move on <laughs> before i get lost in chat they know, say if you rolling. don't notice the music in game it's doing its job very very true cynic um Good editing isn't noticed. It's noticed by those who know. <laughs> I say yeah. it is. I say it is noticed, but people can't put the word editing to it as to why they're off put by it. Like, uh, like in film, when it became fashionable to do 18 edits when a person was throwing a punch. People didn't know why they didn't like it. 
but it didn't come out until about five years of criticism that people were like, yeah, it's the fact that the editor threw in like 18 cuts for someone to extend their arm. It's, 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 I think people just can't put, they can't put the word to it to, to design is not art. Oh my God. Magma of all people. Of all people, <laughs> I feel like you're trolling me. Um, that, that's, that's the most contradictory point I've ever seen. Yes, but I do like uh, Euphalace said, uh, I've been sitting in response to Acer, said, I've been sitting here for five minutes trying to understand how something having a universal appeal makes it overrated and how that's somehow bad. And also, this whole tweet is grossly simplified. It makes me hurt. Acer, <laughs> why did you tweet this? <laughs> That's funny. That made that made me laugh. It it truly did. Um uh, 800 pixel gorilla. I disagree. And that's to, to fine. Which, to, to which statement? To that statement. Well, he says saying something is art is the most useless statement you can say about something. When I say art I think, and once again, this is because of the details, expression. That's, that's it. So I, I guess I get how you could say it's useless to say it, but at the same time with the way my brain does it. Yeah. It's like I said, it's mm. all good. Yeah. It's all good. Alpha. All right. I think alpha came in with quite a bit. Oh shit. This gone. No, it's nope. this one. Sorry, excuse okay. excuse my language. Just know that I'm reading from someone and I will not be taking the blowback. Music is absolutely art. I will not be I I, I will not be held accountable for anything that comes out in chat after reading this. You are purely quoting. I Alpha Insane Alpha Beta says I love everyone, th- uh, everyone there, but I think the Noguchi's Bell Kickstarter was a bad idea and it hurt dreams. It gave dreamers the wrong impression about Kickstarter and how to do it since they asked for so much money and succeeded. As a result, many have tried, got their hopes up, and failed. And now, as it continues to grow and succeed, it will only result in more dreamers thinking Kickstarter is a good idea, thinking they can ask for a large amount of money and they will fail. I think if Cyber Sheep went the Patreon route, it would have been better overall. Not only because it wouldn't have the same long-term effects that hurt dreams and dreamers, but because Patreon is just better long-term anyway, as they build their fan base and grow their company. At some point, they're going to have to switch anyway. I'm going to read chat. Because the last time, the last time I talked about this, yeah. Nobody was happy it, with me. Yeah, it got spicy last time. So I'm just going to say, give me what you want to say. Give me what you want to say in, in, in chat. And all conversation based around this post is going to be based off that. Um, <laughs> Clip and edit it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Dax, chat too busy arguing semantics that they didn't even bother trying to understand what Ace was saying. Weird approach to conversation. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, 
Ozzy. Oh, yeah. Insane was just telling me about this last night. Yeah. Sock wielder. In relation to games, art is typically the visual forms. That's how it's, that's how it's perceived. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Ninja says he's right that everyone will think their big daddy pay me now, but it was still nice to see and an overall a good look. 800 pixel gorilla. Also, the statement was just 100% stupid. <laughs> oh, I really Not appreciate pixel 800 gorilla. pixel. I, I love it. I love it. It full speed brings it in. Yeah. Full speed yep. every time. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Bumble Burke, no comment on this. Understandable. Bam. Yeah. Understandable. Tomaton uh, says, not Cyber Sheep's responsibility. I, yeah. I, I, I can agree with that or not take umbrage with it. Um, Captain oh. Dax, I agree with that. Yeah. Ozzy, I think it makes some level of sense, but I'm not familiar with stuff like Kickstarter and Patreon anyway. Hey. I just make weird stuff. I just work here. <laughs> Captain Dax says, but I also agree it gave less informed dreamers the wrong idea. Yeah. Bumble Burke, as someone from Cyber Sheep, I am definitely biased, so I cannot comment on this. Understandable. Yeah, that's completely understandable. Yeah. Patreon greater than Kickstarter for dreams doesn't seem like a hot take, just seems accurate. Don't disagree on that either. Let's see. Ozzy. I think it's because others see the success and want to replicate it, and it's in human nature to mimic others' successes, only to find themselves falling short in comparison. Yeah. Everybody's speaking a lot of sense. (laughs) Olet. Um, Lots of dreamers were really negative about the Kickstarters before their funding ended. I think that helped create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe. Maybe it was being talked about a lot around the Dreamiverse. So, you know, yeah. Um, Yeah, why hate on a success story? Well, to determine success would be that the whole project gets funded. Because, like, we only one episode has been funded. So... It, that to me that would success is dependable on whether the whole entire thing gets funded. Sure, you got one episode funded, that's great. But what about the rest of it? You've got like what another nine episodes to make, and the price just goes up with each episode, and like what it goes to, like half a million dollars or something, whatever the price is to for the whole thing to be built. So to me, as far as the success side of it goes. It's only successful if it reaches its completion. One episode is just ten percent. I I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment uh, because if you get a chance to do anything, I think that one episode is oh sure success. No, like, yeah, um, it, but... it's successful in its own right, but as a project as a whole, like there's one episode is is not enough. But for Noguchi's Bell to work, the whole thing needs to be made. Like, you can't just have one episode of a series, and if it doesn't get funded, well, that's it. You know, it is successful that that episode got funded, yeah, absolutely. But 
to me, the whole thing needs to be funded for the whole thing to be successful. It's just the way I see it. It's a series at the end of the day. You need all the episodes to watch a series. Like, you need all the pages to read a book. Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, that's Chad is pretty much going back and forth regarding this. And, um, yeah, it is what it is. That's, that's, that's my stance. Whatever your take is on it is the take. Um, there's no, there's, I don't, I don't feel like there is a right and wrong here personally. No, there is um, no right and wrong. Um, I, I, so I'll leave it there. Um, uh oh, Bumble Burke. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to skip everybody's thing, but I do want to see what Bumble Burke says. Fine, I guess I'll comment at least what I think, why it's a Kickstarter and not a Patreon. I don't have any info you guys don't, and it is. complete. And it is completely possible my take is wrong. I do not actually know, to be honest. Um, wait a minute, where was your stance? I'm, I'm confused by your comment. I think he trolled us. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Or he's typing a continuation. <laughs> typing a tome. And <laughs> we'll get back to it. So let's go to the next uh, Acert. <laughs> let's go back to Acert while we wait. We so many takes. This is my hottest take, and I'm just saying it because it's a hot take. Please don't cancel me. I don't actually care about it either way. Okay, nice uh, recursor. Uh, if you go to my um, profile on Twitter, Ozzy, um, it's pinned. So just comment, and I'll see it. Game dev equals game developer equals game programmer. Just because you are a part of a game studio doesn't mean you are a game dev. <laughs> Intro. <laughs> Acer, hashtag Acert is over party. <laughs> uh. what's, 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 your, what's your take? What's, what's your take on this? Wow, I said you made him speechless. Yeah, because the thing is, is that for the record, or Acert, for the record, this is a take I saw on Twitter a while ago that I thought was spicy. Okay, okay. Um, I disagree. If you are, if you're an artist, like let's say you're a, um, a character artist, you are still playing a role that would be considered part of developing a game. But how far do you take that? You don't have to take it far or anything. It's just you are actively actually part of the development of a game, which means you are part of the game development team. You have developed something for the game. Now, if we want to get into semantics and break it even further down, I could completely understand someone saying, no, that's wrong. No, you're not actually the dev. 
Yeah, you see, that's, that's in, where my but, brain was but, there. I, but, I really granulated it down. But in my mind, that's not how that's not how it works in mine. And so I could see people having different... But like, if you're a cinematographer working on a movie, you're a filmmaker. Are you the head of the film? Are you the director? No. But... Good luck to that director making a film without a cinematographer. That's just how my mind works. I Like I said, I don't feel like there's a right and wrong on this one. I just feel like... I, I think it depends on how far you granulate it. Like, if you've worked on the game in any form But that's the definition all, of semantics. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> like, if you've worked on the game in in any form at all, then then yeah that's fine but like if you if you really granulate it down to the point of well i'm the it engineer that makes sure all their computers work so without me they wouldn't have been able to develop the game that wouldn't have released so therefore i'm part of the dev team like it depends how far you look into it i mean to to i don't i don't you know see what I mean? why that yeah. can't be true though <laughs> like they're, but they're not, if you don't they're, if you don't have hey if you don't if you're not game dev, but if the game dev team has an IT engineer on it, but that but you haven't worked on the game. You're you're working on a computer. You're working on the systems by which the game is being made. Yeah, but yeah, see, but this is why we don't. You should have just know, taken my original know, because you you granulate it to the semantical know, they, age, and it's know, a never-ending conversation. That's that's the way I read his tweet. Though was I I just instantly granulated it like when he said. <laughs> Just because you work at a game studio doesn't mean you're a game dev. That instantly came to the mind of, okay, well, he's granulating it. That's just where I went. Yeah. So... And, and I, 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 if, if, he's, if he's saying this in the way that I'm portraying it, where, like, you know, without a cleaner, the office wouldn't be clean. So the, the game devs couldn't come in to develop the game because the office would be closed because it's unsanitary. Therefore, the cleaner's part of the game dev team. It's just stupid. You you can't look at it like that. Okay, I disagree. And Ryan Thomas Carroll said, well, I mean, if I made music for a game, it's not going to say developed by me, is it? It's going to say developed by your studio, which you are a part of. Semantics. <laughs> we just yeah. we need to just move on. <laughs> we need to like because it really that argument is a circle argument and i hate to make it but it really does come down it to is, how you see yeah, yeah how you subjective. see it um bumble replied right. by the way ah then let's do that before we continue okay bumblebird i think cyber sheep used a kickstarter because a patreon probably wouldn't get as much attention as a kickstarter the kickstarter would be a means to get more attention on dreams Think about it. Noguchi's bell was shown at Gamescom and giving people a reachable goal and tell them how close they are to the finish is a psychological incentive to make it come true. Obviously, this is my interpretation and it's completely possible that this is wrong. I have no issue that they used Kickstarter, to be honest. I mean, they're, they're making, you know, they're making a show, not a game that's that's where my gripe comes with kickstarter if you're using kickstarter to fund a game on dreams i personally have an issue with that i think it's wrong but we're not going to get into that uh but yeah as far as them using kickstarter is concerned i have no quarrel with it at all it, they use the right platform for the right type of media they were developing 
Uh, yeah, Mr. Casey Jones's name was on stream. <laughs> Welcome, buddy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll just leave that. Yeah, we'll move is. on. Uh, but there was some comment made about a dreams too. This really? chat, this chat is flying. Hold on. War garble dreams too should just come out so we can stop yelling at each other. <laughs> stop fighting. There's never uh, going to be a dreams too. Dreams <laughs> will just be dreams. It'll just keep getting updated. Talk about dreams three. Lol. <laughs> Uh, so next we have Redux. Ollie Trussell. Some gamers have a silly obsession with realism. They want as many aspects of reality to be recreated in game as possible, both visually and mechanically. It's why creating games is so expensive these days. Games are good because they are a step away from reality. I would say realism has its place in gaming. Not everybody should be striving for realism. I can I can I can leave it at that personally cuz I mean yeah it's it's I think that the overuse of it can be bad um Sonic Frontiers and the you know <laughs> Oh that's so it, true. And you know it's it a lot of people may have the obsession with it but I know that to some audiences which is goes back to my two cakes meme there are some people who can only get into a game that has that realism and so it gives them something. So there's not like a right or wrong way. Like my brother who just started playing games again, you know, after basically 15 to 20 years away from gaming. And I mean, away from gaming, not touching it. Um, since he was in like early college, he, he is like just stuck on how great Tomb Raider looks. And it does look great. But I think there's a difference between him say like when he says it, it's because of the realism. Whereas something that may be just as great as far as design wise or the way it looks or the overall cohesiveness of style, he won't give to like he won't look at it. He wouldn't bat an eyelid at it. Yeah, he wouldn't bat an eyelid at it, even though it's made just as well. So, you know, it's yeah, I see the I see the take and the validity in it, and uh, I think we can we can go from there. Um, uh, the way a game looks should be derived from the design of the game and what it's trying to communicate. Art style shouldn't be in a vacuum. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see. Tap. Okay, we're to, we're bringing it into dreams. Um. Uh, don't release a work in progress. Get feedback by asking specific individuals for feedback. Don't release a part one unless it is a complete satisfying game, including story, if applicable, in itself. That is a very, very good point, especially when it comes to dreams. Because, you know, if people are coming into dreams and, and there's only small things in it, then it, it, it's going to be off-putting, especially if, like, you know, what you've made people have invested into and then they've got to wait forever for the next part to come out because you're developing it. I think people are trigger itchy to, to just release it because what they've made, they're so proud of it. But I would agree with Tap in this instance and hold off until you've got a fully finished product 
and that that could be at dream's detriment because then you know content isn't coming in so there's two sides of the argument there but i i would agree with tap on this one and say wait until your product's finished before releasing it and i would say that would be a good thing to say to AAA developers lately as well finish your damn game before you release it yeah um <laughs> i stole the i stole the made in dreams podcast logo so <laughs> it's on, it's on, it's on my camera now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Karsten stack. Yes. Let's go. Uh, every game needs super hardcore modes with in-depth gameplay mechanics. It don't, I, uh, I don't care if they want it to be a walking sim. I only enjoy hardcore games and don't want to miss out on the stories of casual games. Please be more inclusive in your game design. I'm actually going to go into the comments of this because Tap says, oh, hardcore walking sim? Reddish Boat said Quop. <laughs> if y'all if y'all know what Quop is, it is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece and actually does fall. Haven't we discussed this before on the podcast? The hardcore walking sim. Mm. That is the most truest form of a hardcore walking sim <laughs> that there could ever be. I am such a fan of this comment. Quap uh, doobie Gucci do. <laughs> um, no, Mr. Casey. I, uh, I put out a tweet yesterday asking for the hot takes and people have supplied them. So we're going through them with the community to basically, uh, I don't know, feel up on these takes, feel up on these takes. So, uh, Paulo Lamaris, uh, nostalgia is great, but blind nostalgia consumes too many people. Gaming is always getting better. Today we have more options, more genres, prices for all pockets, and games in general are way more polished. I'm going to open this one too, because I asked him to elaborate on it. Mm -hmm. And he said, the thought, uh, those were the times, is common even in gaming. Many people believe that back in the 80s and 90s, games used to be less glitchy, less expensive, higher quality, companies were less greedy, etc. I think that's lack of analytical thinking. And says, I think we weren't as aware of it as we are now. And today you have indie games, which became massive. You can play great game after great game without ever touching a AAA game. Uh, all right. So I think this is what I was talking about earlier when I said we would get back to this. Um, if you were here for the pre-show, I talked about what happens when money comes into the equation and bigger entities start investing and putting money. I, I'm not going to act like E.T. didn't exist <laughs> on Atari. <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely something to be said that there is glitch, but I will argue that there was less greed. And the reason I say that I think there was less greed is because it's, it's a pastime born out of people doing what they loved. And it survives to this day based on that. The only thing that has changed 
is the influence of bigger entities on it. Therefore, you have games and developers that wouldn't necessarily fall into the, you know, loot box monetization arguments. They would have no fear of it because they just didn't do it. And now all of a sudden they are. And so I think that there is more greed because there's more money in it. And as we've gotten into more money, it's no longer the guy who wanted to create something on his computer that basically like slaved away at it. Yeah, there were companies back then. Yeah, they still had bosses, but it wasn't what it is today. The, it, the industry as a whole has changed dramatically. Yeah, the amount of entities involved, it's with anything. It's not just gaming. It's everywhere. Like, the more, the bigger money you get into the industry, the more things are going to start to show up that weren't necessarily always there or at least to that extent before. I, I truly believe that. Not saying, not saying, uh, Paulo's or Paulo is wrong. Just that I do believe that there's always been great games, but I think one of the biggest crises in gaming is the angle towards monetization from investors. Mm. I, I, and that's just, I don't know. That's just part and parcel of it. Like the demand as well has a lot to do with it. Like, you know, people want bigger better experiences they they want like it like people said about realism people want these realistic games and they want it to be more powerful and be able to do more like as the consumer we just want more and more and more and more from gaming as a as a major populace not speaking individually and that has a major part to play in it as well because they need to provide what the players want and that requires a buttload of money so you need all the money, so you need the investors, you need the stakeholders, and then you have to develop what they want because it's their money you're using, it's not your own. So there's so many cogs to the wheel to make it turn where you have to decide what it is you want and how you're going to get it. And these companies have to make a return on investment, and so we end up with stuff that's not typically that great all the time, but it makes the money they need to continue rolling. Games have changed, the industry has changed, and money is the defining factor of how much they're going to make off of it. Alright. That's, uh, that's why I love indie so much. 800 Pixel Gorilla says, High investments in game development changes the motivations and goals of the design, and not always in a good way. Very true. Basically. Uh, Sock Wielder, game companies today answer to investors rather than its fan base, as with everything. As with everything. Uh, Captain Dex, the designers are still here to try to make the most fun, best version of the game they're making for the players, but it is also true that monetization rears its head as the cost of production grows. These are not mutually exclusive. True. Very true. Very true. Uh, Ozzy says, which is why it's always, or which is why it's good to have monetization after the gameplay has been solidified instead of beforehand. Having creative innovation can be risky while the conventional design usual games will have, well, or blah, while the conventional design usual games will have is for financial stability. Uh, 800 pixel gorilla fan, ba fan bases these days are not worth listening to anymore. It seems. 
Mm, now that's a take. That's a <laughs> that, that, is, that is a take. Um, I think that fan bases are worth listening to, but I think you have to choose what you listen to from them. Uh, my favorite RPG and what I consider to be the greatest RPG ever made, if someone's played it, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Divinity Original Sin 2 literally built its game with its fan base from playing like lesser builds and everything, having people put in what they think should like put in their um, like what needed to be tweaked, changed, whatever. I'm going to tell you, if you haven't played Divinity Original Sin 2, play that game. It is when when developers or when when companies say that like your choices matter and it turns out to be um lackluster and how true that is or customization of your character you won't find a game in my opinion in my opinion you won't find an rpg that is as freeing as divinity original sin 2 you want to be uh half-dead skeleton earthbender who uses only poison magic and is a poison tank or a poison lifesteal tank, you can do that. You can build that. I don't even know what to classify that as, but you can build it. Anything you can think of, you can build in that game. I've never seen anything like it. So if you haven't seen it, if you haven't played it, I haven't actually. you need to play it. As a matter of fact, when I do start up the Hot Action Studs co-op gameplay stuff on this channel, one of the first things I was asked to do by Fuzzy Panda, um, who, we talk, who we got his message earlier, um, uh, was he was like, you should play Divinity Original Sin 2 on stream with someone. It's long. It's long. But once again, you never feel like it's long. You're just working your way through. Anything you can come up with, as far as, like, anything you can come up with, you can make it. I, it's insane. Wow. Um, so next we have Alpha, Insane Alpha Beta again. And we're going we're gonna to start going through these. Uh, I've come to the realization that I don't really have any hot takes on the games industry. Uh, oh, this was him saying he didn't have hot takes before he posted the last thing. Uh, <laughs> I, told him, I told him to send it. So that's why we got the other yeah, one yeah, from yeah. him. Um, this one was strange, but from Taman, uh, you are not a hero if all you do is what the king emperor told you to do. Real heroes follow their ethics, not just follow orders. This is not about gaming, but it's not. But it's true. But. It's true. It's true. I can sign off on that. Yep. Uh, let me see Moving here. We have, we have Azidaya. Oh, all right. All right. I feel like majority of Dreams community is too obsessed with remixables. Anytime I show a project on a certain Discord server or on Twitch, there's always a group of people wanting what I make to be remixable and get pissy when I tell them that they wouldn't be able to use it because it's built hard-coded for the project I'm working on nor would they even be willing to learn how to use it regardless. Since 2019, this has been my reality, which is why I've become so detached from the Dreams community. Hmm. 
Now, we, have, we have talked about this many times. I don't believe anybody's asset is owed to the community. No, not if you've made it. Your techniques being shared with the community, I think helps the community. But no asset you make is owed to the community. And if anyone made you, in my opinion, if anyone ever made you feel uh, uh, unwanted or unappreciated because they felt they were owed your asset, that's their problem. Don't listen to them. There's a yeah, there's a vast dreamiverse out here that appreciates what you do, what we all do. So yeah, don't listen to those people. That's my stance. I agree. Um, yeah, don't let them make you feel that feel that way, my guy. Um, surrounded. Console makers should stop developing more and more powerful hardware. I can barely tell the difference between this current and the previous generation. Instead, I want companies to produce cheaper devices that consume less power. How green of you. I don't, I, 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 I can honestly understand where it's coming from. This early on in the generation, yes. Obviously, it takes time for these companies to fully utilize the power of the new hardware. So there is that side of the argument to be had. I mean, like, look at The Last of Us and or The Last of Us 2, like, how that looks. That literally pushes the PS4 to its absolute limits. Like, it almost levitates to be able to run that game, and that's because they've had enough time with the hardware to understand how to utilize every inch of its power to its limits. And, like, this gen has only just begun, and these developers are still looking into the hardware and understanding how they can utilize each component to work with others, so it's going to take a while before we really see that jump in gen where you go, okay, now I'm playing the next gen experience. And it's always the same with every generation. It takes years for these developers to understand what they're developing on in order to functionalize it properly. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Acer that you should never stop trying to move things forward. Um, Progress. Uh, because it's not like we're talking about... Con like buying a console isn't the same as like having like a, a mining farm where it's like, <laughs> yeah. where you're, you're crashing the power economy of an entire nation. So I, I don't, yeah. Um, um, let me see. Someone said something that I like. OLED. It's time for the return of the power glove. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the only uh, difference between the PSVR controller and what I proposed as a power glove is the fact that it's just not a glove. They, like The design of it is exactly what I had. The only difference is, is that the, um, the sticks and like the, the buttons would be in the palm and the sticks would be like basically here on the glove. But they basically just did it without a glove. So we'll have it soon. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Next. Snix. I haven't heard from Snix. Mm, that's a new one. Yeah. Games need to be in the done stage before being allowed to announce the release date. I get announcing something is being made that's... Or, I get announcing something is being made that's great publicity, 
But to say that this giant open world hundreds of hours of gameplay will be completed by this date when the game hasn't been finished is pretty dumb. It is just calling for error and crunch time for devs. You don't release a movie trailer or a theater date until the movie is done. Way more work involved with games, so why not just wait till it's in bug testing to announce it and get everybody excited? Because stock value. You release a trailer for a game that gets a shit ton of hype, your stock value goes up. It's as simple as that in my book. That's why they, That's why we have these trailers released for games years and years and years and years before they're due to be released. And they know it's going to take years and years before it gets released. But their hype train gets involved, their stock value goes up. It's all about the money. It always comes back to the money. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, okay, DJ Frags came in with uh, Abby from The Last of Us 2 is a bum. I was surprised to see that The Last of Us 2 got into this in any way, shape, or form. Oh, it always does. It's The Last of Us 2. You can always bring it into conversation somehow. All right. Alex Hetherington said, VR is a wasted potential. I got I would, in, we got I, in trouble. We got in trouble. That's oh, right. no. What, what'd we do? No, we got in trouble before. It's talking about VR. Um, oh, right. Yeah. I would say that VR is it's not a wasted potential. I would say it is still in its infancy. Like we we're, we're on the right track with it with what VR needs to be. It's it's just going to take another 5 or 6 years before we get to a place where VR is what I want it to be. Like I I, I like the idea of PSVR 2. I'm excited for the tech with all things. I love technology, but I'm not going to be investing into it straight away. Simply because I, I mean I've had three VR headsets. I have PSVR one, Quest one, and Quest two. Like I've 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 invested into VR. I love the idea of it, but it's just it's just not where I need it to be right now. It's not immersive enough, and the content isn't there for me. Like, don't get me wrong, experiences in VR have a, have its place, but I need I need bigger content. I need real games to play like you know i need something that's that's got longevity to it something that isn't like i don't know like the majority of games that's on vr they're just they're really tailored to a short time experience in it there's not a vast majority of of big games in vr and even if there were the technology for me is still not in the right place where those big games are are appropriate like i need it to be more immersive and it's just it's just not there for me yet. Uh yeah. I have a whole lot to say as far as VR goes, but we have a list to get through. So I, I I'll I'll just leave it at for now. For now, I can agree with this. I think that there have only been a few VR titles that have actually in my opinion, hit the mark and been well conceived. And I think that a lot of the reason, a lot of things that makes this true is just how small the market is currently. It hasn't hit mainstream. It just yeah. hasn't. It, it will but, when the technology gets there. It's just not there at the moment. 
Like, everything that PSVR 2 is offering is nothing new. Every piece of technology that they're using, other than obviously their unique haptic feedback or whatever, but that, that aside, all the other technology that's in PSVR 2 has been in other VR headsets. Maybe not all combined together, but it's all been done before. Like, we need to get to the point where VR is a fully immersive experience, and that's going to take time. You know, we need full hand tracking where, you know, you wear the gloves that when you pick something up, it stops your hands in that place. So you physically feel like you're holding the item and stuff like until we get to that point in VR, I'm just not really invested into it anymore. I don't because see all of that same thing. That's a high level. I don't think I need that to, to be into VR. I just think I need, I, I just, I personally would like there to be more in-depth games experiences and as i've talked about multiple times and one of the reasons why i love dreams so much more of a look into education because i think there's a lot of things that you can do that could be put in a game-like structure that would be amazing i mean if we get around to it at I'll pitch. I'll pitch a, a, an idea for a VR title later. Let's let's continue with this list. Uh oh, we got to War Garble. Every game should have difficulty options and additional accessibility options, including from software games. Fight me. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. Every single game should have it every single game even from software games because my my take on it is is it doesn't take away from your experience if you want to play the original vision of what what's the game called again the dark is it, what's it called elden ring like if you want to play elden ring in the way that it was originally intended to be played you can do these accessibility options doesn't take away from the original experience for you all it does is add more options for other players that wouldn't necessarily play the game because of its difficulty like it's not taking away from anything from anybody it's just adding more options for more people like, i just don't see why it should be an issue and, and you could have the argument well then it's it's not a from software game if it's easy it's supposed to be challenging yeah you can just play it the way it was meant to be played you don't have to use the accessibility options but it's there for someone that necessarily wouldn't have played Elden Ring because of its difficulty. What's the problem with it? I don't see an issue with it at all. I think it should be mainstream across the board. Every game should have these accessibility options because it just opens up the playing field for more people to play more games the way that they want to play them. And I say... Oh, boy. <laughs> I say... However a developer chooses to make their game, they make it. They live with their decisions, financially, prof profitability. They live with those. Therefore, they can make whatever they want, choose to have accessibility or not, and they will pay for it one way or the other. If you do not like those types of games... I understand the idea of feeling left out. And as I told you, I suck at Elden Ring. I'm not trying to say get good. Whoever says that get good bullshit, stop it. It's just 
if they say that's how they want to do it and they do it that way, they make the, they make the decision. If you, if it's too difficult or not an enjoyable experience for you, especially if it's fun from software, you know what you're getting. I will say Elden Ring yeah. is a lot easier, except for millennia, um, that, a lot easier than most of their other games. Uh, but I do believe that it's there's no fault. There's no fault in asking for something to be more accessible. But I also believe there's no fault in saying no. Because you are the one that takes all of the consequences from that decision. I mean, I, I know, I know. War- yeah, I, I can respect that. I do believe Wargarble had, uh, you know, a perfect example of uh, someone changing their opinion or at least making it, changing it for people was Sifu, which is an amazing game. And if you haven't played Sifu, play it because it is fantastic. They decided to go back in and put in difficulties. Good for them. I applaud them. But it's the same way I applaud from software for saying... Nah, we ain't gonna do that. Mm. That's my stance on it, on, on it personally. But there's, as with most of these, I don't think that, or with most of the things people have put forward, I, I don't think there's a right and wrong. It's just. No, I, th- I think, yeah, I would agree. I, 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 I just think that I love to hear the takes. I love to talk mm. about it and see y'all go off at each other <laughs> in chat, as well as some discords. Yikes. Um, um, let me see. The difficulty adjustment needs to be part of the design. Uh, Vince Cully, I heard we doing hot takes in here. <laughs> uh, go to my go to my Twitter and post your hot take. I I'm still trying to get through these ones. There's so many. Yeah, I did not expect to get this many. Usually, I'll post <laughs> something like this, and people are like, "Hey, like," but but I don't get a comment. People were ready to unhinge on this. I love it. Mm. Thank you. Thank you Great. to the community. Yeah. Automaton, sir, I hope you're still here. I hope you are still here because we need to talk about this. (laughs) He put three. EA did right by the Star Wars license. By what metric? Yeah, I need more. I need need to delve into that a little bit more. I need more deets on that one. Just because they threw out Jedi Jedi Fallen Pity Fuck doesn't mean that they did right by the... You did... Wait, oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just step back a bit. You didn't like Jedi? Uh, I felt that it was a well-designed game. It's done by Respawn, who I am a huge fan of since Titanfall. Um, but there were decisions made for the game that people like that I personally do not. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's a game that I truly felt was overrated. I um, really liked it. I um, I did not like the, uh, well, let's not go into what I didn't like. I will forever say thank you for putting it out, but it was not pH balanced for me. That's it. Not calling it a bad game, but I do feel like that it was put out as kind of like a, oh, 
So we're EA and you're tired of us doing, well, failing at multiplayer games or games as service? Well, let's see if y'all really like single player games as you say you do. And we all know they just got in trouble for talking about that again. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, they did. But yeah, they, and, and, but it is definitely, like I said, it's a well put together game. I understand why people like it. There were a lot of things in it that it just wasn't for me. So I'm not going to say that it was bad in any way, but I do feel like it, 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 I do feel like its reception was like in boxing. I've, I've went over this for, for before, but in boxing, they have something called comparative rounds where if a fighter is getting the snot kicked out of him, one round and then the next round he comes back and it's competitive judges will give him that round because they're like oh geez compared to the last rounds are you just getting handed you stepped up there that's what i feel like the reception to fallen order was where very true where basically ea had done wrong for so long that when they finally put out something that was competent and widely accepted as, comp- as, as competent, it was overpraised. Just my opinion. <laughs> Just my opinion. I want to see what they do with the next one. I really do. I mean, to be fair, I, when I first played it, that was my initial reaction. I was like, wow, EA made this? That's impressive for EA. Like, And I think that was the first impression of everybody that played it. Like, They were stunned by what EA put out. And just because on that merit alone... The praise was overjoyed, but I, I do I do get that. But it's yeah. still a great game. Second, Last of Us Two is a masterpiece. Um, I have not played it yet, so I can't Neither judge have that I. one. Um, I intend to get to it very soon, though. But then you come in with three. Sea of Thieves is the greatest, <laughs> most innovative multiplayer experience available. <laughs> My. Re- the response gif I put up, <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure The Last of Us is amazing. I just haven't gotten around to The Last of Us 2 because I've explained to y'all that I just... I, I've been going through some stuff. Okay? So I'm, I'm making my way around. I'm, I'm further in Cyberpunk. I stopped off to play Elden Ring. Um... I went back and played some I Am Bread. <laughs> For those who don't know what that game is, it's amazing. Uh, I Am Bread. I've been branching oh, out yeah. and doing other things while I, well, before my hands issue. Mm. But, you know, I've been branching out and trying to get around to the things that I've missed. So, I, I believe me, I intend to do The Last of Us 2. Just to, touch, just to touch on it, if anyone hasn't played it, Iron Bread is a fantastic game to play with friends. Like, it is it is so funny. Just sit all on a couch with a couple of drinks. And, and hate just, each other. And <laughs> just enjoy the experience with Iron Bread. Please, it's, it's so good. Uh, Vince, you did hit me up about Outer Wilds, and I have been, I, I have it saved. It's because it, it is part of the um, the uh, new PlayStation Plus game library catalog. So yeah, I, I have a few things that people have told me I should play. 
I've been I've been putting them there. So I'm making my way. The next thing uh, I'm playing is the Artful Escape. That is also on my list. And and after that, I'll probably be getting into one of these two. Um, hot take: Joe Ryan's bosses are better than Elden Ring bosses. <laughs> hey, hey! I, I'm sure someone out there agrees with you. Sea of Thieves. Okay, here we go. Tomaton. Sea of Thieves design is so simple but so freeing. It's everything a multiplayer sandbox should be. If you haven't played it, I doubt I can convince you. Um, I haven't. I, I haven't. haven't. Let me say. Let me say that. No, wait. No, I played the. I played the the uh, the demo when it first came out, and I and, and and I was just so bored. I didn't, but I didn't but like but I could see in concept how it could be fun, and I was not able to play it with game with with friends at the time. So maybe that's it. That it, it's not as egregious as your EA did right by the Star Wars license. That one makes me think that somebody paid you, and I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I don't agree with it, but that's that's wild. That's that's a wild statement to me. That's one of the wildest statements in this whole show so far. And then, <laughs> but I was waiting to get to it because I love that you I love that you posted it. <laughs> the reaction in my brain when I read that was beyond <laughs> banned. <laughs> but yeah, so. No, 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 Tomaton, with all jokes and everything aside, you think what you think, and it's quite all all right. None of of us are dying on any hills up in here today, except for me, maybe. I I die on quite a few. Um, um, Let me see here. Just making sure I commented about EA above. I didn't see that. Hold on one second. No, me neither. But this thing's flying. All time well spent by EA. Wait a minute. And Squadrons gave me the experience of flying. Jesus, how separated is this? Jedi Fallen Order was a better story overall than Kenobi or Boba Fett. Agreed. I can agree with that. Story Uh, was very on point. Yeah, and Squadrons gave me the experience of flying in Star Wars in VR. You bring, I mean, I, these experiences, if they resonated, they resonated. Uh, they canceled Amy Hennig's uh, project, which would have, in my opinion, because she's a great game director, would have been probably the thing they won me over with. But by canceling that idea, after trying to... That, turn it into what I think ragtag is now supposed to be. I just, it, I, I just, I can't sign off on EA did right. I just, I not for, not for star Wars or anything else really, but you know, the sun's every, you know, every now and again, the sun shines on a dead dog's ass. Anyway. Um, let me see here. Where were we? Where were we? Where were we? Saku's mind. Sorry for Saku joiners for that, but we are going in today. These are all hot takes, mm. and if it's a little too hot for you, I understand. 
but I'm still glad to see you. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, uh, but Amy, who knows what happened? I'll tell you what happened. They didn't let her direct it. That's what happened. Of course, they left on amicable terms, but it basically came down to they hired her to make a game. And just like what I complained about with production studios and film, then they start taking away the person's ability to do what they hired them for. What they was originally intended. Yeah. To, yeah. And, and it's like the changes that they wanted to make, which is they wanted to go make a, take a single player game and turn it into a games as service. This has all been written about uh, if it's to be believed, but I can see how someone of her caliber could see that change being made and being like, nah, that's not what I signed on to make. So yeah, but to be fair, who knows? Who knows? No one, no one will ever know. We'll say, we'll say, we'll say who knows. Creative differences. That's what they say whenever someone leaves a film project. Creative differences, but both sides agreed. Um, <laughs> it was mutual. <laughs> it's so mutual, bro. Um, <laughs> okay. Hey, Acer back with the hottest takes. Hexagons are better than squares in literally every way. To which Euphalace came back and said, this one is fairly true. Anybody have thoughts? I'm going to take your word for it. Sure, why not? (laughs) Acer said he will die on this hill. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the ones, this is the one. This is the one. I mean, I want an Acer. I I want an Acer YouTube video where you go in depth as to why you have stated this. That would be a fun watch. The I whole would, justification. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. So, <laughs> they both have their strengths, but I think it's funny to fight this one. <laughs> I can't fight it, because I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what could have led to this statement. Like, <laughs> like personally, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, all right. Hey, sir, you're hilarious. Um. You need to come back on the show soon. Uh, oh, Dorian, didn't uh, CG Cody make a grid uh, tool that did that? That had different grids? Like you can set the different grid for different shapes by using it? Anyway, let's move on. Avender said indie studios devs are more responsible for making games better for everyone than big studios they find refreshing creative concepts and they're often the ones that create new genres and play styles not to mention they often take concepts from big studios and refine them agreed 100 percent. 100 percent. i would even argue the fact that sometimes indie developers come up with with new mechanics that then the AAA teams take on and, and do stuff with themselves. But indie is king when it comes yeah. to to individual creativity of uniqueness. Like they are the kings of it. And that's why we have such great games, is because indie exists and gaming would be terrible without it. I'm just I'm j i am just i just love that the it seems the chat has come together. Finally everybody <laughs> agrees yes, on <laughs> consensus. Yes, but yeah, we did talk about this a lot earlier, but I knew this one was coming. And yeah, everything has been said. Avender, we agree. Um, Elka, a lot of game designers don't play enough games. 
To which someone replied, I played a game once. <laughs> How do we feel about that? Do you not have phones? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not, not today. <laughs> oh, no. He's talking about the uh, Diablo thing. Oh, right. Okay. I thought he was on about calling. How many game designers does Elka know? I don't I, know. I don't know, but I have been told by someone that Elka is pretty embedded. So I, hey. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I hear. So okay. I don't all know. Right. Um, Gore Garble says I'm awful at playing others' games and dreams, and I feel bad. A lot of us do, a lot of us do, but that's why we're gonna try to focus more on that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try uh, and fix in, it. Yeah, in coming in coming episodes, as well as J.C. Hedges, who posted. Mm. Earlier this week about trying to set up kind of like a community playback thing. I know MM responded to it. Um, and um, I also responded. We've been going back and forth. With trying yeah, to trying to something. set something up to try mm. to get people, you know, more more plays and, and set it up as more of a community driven type thing. Um, let me see. Uh, Captain Dex says, this sounds like nonsense to me. Most are a vast majority of the designers I know play a lot of games. Hmm. I, I wouldn't, I, I don't really have much to add to this conversation because I personally don't know game designers. So I'm not sure if they play enough games or not. I'm just, I'm not part of that field to, to be able to have any opinion on it. All right. Then, um, he, War Girl <laughs> said that, yeah, Joel deserved it in The Last of Us 2. Pardon me. Um, heartbreaking, but I love the balls. I love the balls. The, the cojones it takes to do that. Bravo to them. When everyone was getting upset yeah. about it, I was, I haven't played it, mind you. But very rarely do you see people actually making that move in anything. So I still say bravo. Yeah, even I though do. I haven't experienced uh, it. I love it when they do it. it. It it just adds to the whole experience. Whether that be sad or not, it's it's still an emotion that was implied through the experience, so I'm all for it. Wow. Vince, I'm going to personally have to get back to you on this once I've played it, but Vince says Outer Wilds is the best video game ever made. That's a bold statement. I mean, I can't say anything about it because I haven't played it, but uh, I've, I've, not. I've heard some pretty big, I mean, I've heard only great things about it. So, yeah, no spoilers from anybody. Uh, <laughs> whack a Joel in dreams. War Someone actually made that. Interesting. Uh, Captain Dax is ordering me to go play the game. Might not be your goat, but is undeniably strong. That's what I've heard. I mean, it's, it's part of uh, PS Plus Extra, isn't it? 
Huh? What? Is Outer Wilds is on PS Plus Extra, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes. It is, yeah. I'll, yes. I'll have to download it and try it out. I've not played it, but it seems that it is, at least from the comments, a very good game, so maybe I'll have to check it out. Well, we're at the, uh... We're at the two-hour mark. We're at, we're at the scorched earth, is what we're at. <laughs> Sock wielder comes in, swinging. What's up, Antimatter? Says, open-world game design is boring and wastes the player and developer's time. Open world when done right is good, but a lot of developers do open world bad. There's a template that a lot of developers are following. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah, I can't it's, say it's, it's not I... a waste of time. I wouldn't say it's a waste of time. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit on the fence with this one. Open world open world is great when it's done right, but when it's done wrong, it's it's done wrong wrong, like, you know. Um I Wow, you're really stuck with this one, aren't you? Because I don't want to say that I've never played a good open world game because I think that's not true. Well, Elden Ring would be case in point for that, wouldn't it? But it, but then again, it, it, yeah, it would be. But at the same time, I don't think like it's the way it's worded, okay? Because open world game design can be boring. It can, if done poorly, waste the player's time. But I don't think it could ever waste the developer's time if that is, in fact, what the developer wishes to make. If you see how I'm yeah, switching yeah, yeah, I see, this I see, Yeah, I see where you're going with it, yeah. So, you know, if anything, I, I mean, I, I don't get down with open world games very often anymore. Like, I'm not that intrigued by them. But I know that there are people who love it like absolutely love it for all the reasons that I might bring up as for why I don't. And so I don't, I, I don't want to make such a blanket statement in a, in a way, but I don't necessarily think that the take is wrong. I think it's valid in how you feel about them. There's so many times where, you know, like I said, I would prefer Uncharted 2 over Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Period. And not because one or the other is a better game. It's simply because, for me, I want it to be crafted. I want them to tell me, a, like, and, and not saying they both aren't crafted, but it's like the way I find fun interacting, you have to cut out that middle area where you're running around picking up twigs and berries, running a thousand fetch quests per square foot. Like, I, 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 that doesn't do anything for me. Where you it's like the you, directed approach. Yeah, I like the directed approach where mm. it's a set piece, and that goes along with my movie 
roots. Yeah, like, yeah, I was with, gonna say like that would know, have a big attribution to that. Yeah, know? that goes along with my love of film, and and so it's like I have no, I can't say anybody's doing anything wrong by making an open world game, but I definitely understand where the sentiment of this statement comes from. So, so that's, that's, that's where I stand on it. Um, of, but like I said, most of my things go back to that three miles wide and inch deep mm, statement. Mm. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna refresh this because I'm pretty sure you've oh, reached no. the end. Oh no. It actually added the people who came in and posted later. Oh, Nice. Wait, 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 I might be wrong. Let me go there. I thought I had done it the other way. Hold on. I think I needed... No, I reached the end. There we go. Wow. Thanks, everybody. We, we actually That's did amazing. it. That's amazing. Two hours worth of content purely from everybody tweeting alone. That's brilliant. Yeah. And the great conversation within our chat. I, I love it. I love uh, it. Okay. So now, before we do, we still do you have a do you have one that you want to bring to the forefront? Because I know you do. But do you want to say it? Wait, Odorian said he definitely posted one. Where did you post it? Oh, hold on. Maybe I can find it in here. Uh, wait. Huh. Hmm. I'm looking. It's not showing. Oh, there was this one that you made under Synox post. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Media molecules should be more open about their plans like the good old days. Mm. Okay. I have talked about this. I understand mm. what I would say is I understand why people want it, but I also understand why it can't be that way. Mm. So I mean, to be, to be fair, media molecule is a lot more open with their plans than any other developer company i know like they have a trello board that's publicly open for you to see you know what's on their list of stuff and obviously there's going to be things that are not included on the trello that's for internal use only but media molecule is one of the most transparent companies in in the gaming industry that i've that i've dealt with yeah ever period and that to me is enough i don't need them to be any more transparent than they're currently being there's reasons for it. They're totally justifiable. The fact that they're transparent <laughs> at this level alone is incredible to me. So, what's happened now? I'm going to start at the. Uh, okay, so first we have 800 Pixel Gorilla says having a Trello is more open than most studios, though. That yep. is true. Yep. Yep. Acert said, wouldn't the hot take be MM should not be more open? Lol. It's uh, War Garble says MM should start making porn games. Really take a 180 and surprise people. <laughs> ah! 
what? I love wow. it. I love wow. it. Wow. Uh, sock wielder. They can't promise something and then end up taking it away if it doesn't pan out. Exactly. Like they just, you know, they they were like, we're looking into multiplayer. Everybody's like, and it comes out tomorrow. And they're yeah. like, wait, wait, no, no. That's I understand. I understand both sentiments and both sides. Um, mm or wow. Dorian says, MM used to be very open and now they're a lot more secretive. Yeah, and when we had them on the show, the the, the reason is, re, why you know, same as we're yeah. saying. They got blown away by just how many people, like, immediately were like, floodgates. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, now we have to be more careful about when we say things because we didn't expect that. And people are still, you know... Real hot about that. They're real hot. <laughs> yeah, about they the really are. Uh, I, I, like I said, they're they're one of the most transparent game developers that I know. The fact that they're so transparent as they are is is enough for me. And whatever else they're keeping a secret is obviously for good reasons. And I trust them wholeheartedly. Of whatever they're doing, I'm just going to wait for it to happen. Yeah. So they've never that... done me wrong. <laughs> never done me wrong. So with that. Being that we've gotten all spicy up in here, uh, Jamie, are you going to give your topic? I, I might. It's a, it's a real spicy one though. It's well, really, really spicy. You should uh, make up your mind, cause. Uh... All right, fine. Let's just let's do it. Uh, Nintendo doesn't deserve the success that they have. Um, let, let, let me go into it. So their, their hardware is always underpowered. They have some of the most memorable IPs in gaming history and do barely nothing with them. They do something different for once with Breath of the Wild and all of a sudden it's been touted as the best game ever made. It got 10 out of 10 reviews from everywhere. And don't get me wrong, I loved Breath of the Wild. I played it twice. I'm a big fan of the game. However, it did not deserve the amount of attention that it got. And the only reason it did is because it was a Nintendo game doing something different. And that really annoys me. Like, if Breath of the Wild would have been made from any by anybody else and it wasn't Link in it and it was just a generic IP it would have not have exploded the way that it did. The only reason it did is because it was a Nintendo game that went a tiny bit off course from their original template of what they normally do. And it's like with the Pokemon franchise, why can't we have voice acting in it? Why is it still text-based? For me, I would love to see a Pokemon game with voice acting. Make it more immersive. It's not like you haven't got the budget for it. It's one of the most grossing IPs ever made. And yet we're still stuck with, with just a text option. I would love to see voice acting in it. That doesn't exist. Pokemon Arceus. Everybody went crazy for it. It was like, it's the best thing that's ever happened ever. The, the game was complete garbage. It looked disgusting. They just moved to like an open world-esque style of game that was completely bare. It was like a tech demo. But yet... Because it's Nintendo doing something that they don't normally do, it gets all of this praise and glory. But if anybody else made a game 
at that visual fidelity, they would have been destroyed for it. So, in my opinion, Nintendo does not deserve the success that they have. It's just completely unwarranted, and if any other game company did it, it wouldn't be accepted. But for some reason with Nintendo, they can get away with anything. Like, I love their franchises. I love Nintendo. I want them to do better. But they're in a position where they can do whatever they want and it will just be accepted. There's no progress for Nintendo. And that's my take. And um, Acer said, don't you think they deserve this success because of how much people love the IPs? Yeah, you can love the IP, but you can still do, do right by the IP. Like Arceus, the concept of doing an open world Pokemon game. I've always wanted to see that. But what we got was a tech demo. And because everybody praised Arceus and said it was the best thing since sliced bread, they're just going to repeat the process with the new games and say, well, everybody loved what we did with Arceus, so let's just do that in the main franchise. Rather than everybody shouting, this is not good enough, the concept is right, but the execution was terrible then they would improve upon it. But because it's Nintendo, as soon as they do something that is different, it gets so much praise that it leaves no room for Nintendo to progress. They'll just I, continue spouting out the same stuff and, and not evolving. I have, I, have had, I have explained this take before on this show uh, because I agree completely. Um, but not necessarily in the way of whether they deserve their success, it's more in the way of do they deserve their praise? Because the praise always goes out of control because it's, as you stated, Nintendo doing said thing. Breath of the Wild, I already told you, good game. Some might even say great game. I wouldn't necessarily argue with them. But... Since it came out, anybody that climbs in a video game is compared to Breath, the of, the Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Even though we've had climbing, it, it didn't did... invent it. Like, they... why is it being a comparative? Like, why is it the staple? Like, and all the journalists, like, whenever another game comes out, oh, this is such and such, like Breath of the Wild. It's this version of Breath of the Wild. Like, they did nothing new with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it was they're... new for Zelda. Yes. Is it the best Zelda game ever made? In my opinion, yes. But it got touted as the best game ever made, period. Actually, Just because like... it broke free from Zelda's original formula. Yeah. It doesn't and... it doesn't say contained as Zelda. It got blasted out as gaming as a whole. When that's not the case. Yeah, and that happens anytime Nintendo does anything that Absolutely. shows that they are capable of progressing with the rest mm -hmm. of the people. People act like they invented said thing. Yeah. And that it's so it's not necessarily me saying Nintendo doesn't deserve the praise is how I would word it. It's more yeah, so maybe, maybe my wording it's, is it's poor. Mo yeah. It's more so that the reaction to Nintendo do it. They, they basically Columbus everything. Mm. Like they discover yeah discover something that was already discovered but they get all the credit for it i know it's crazy so i just don't it's... i just i just don't get it so I that's just, I just don't. 
so that's so that's kind of my take on it. But yes, I I agree with you. Minish Cap representing <laughs> my favorite Zelda is probably still Wind Waker. I'm sorry, just it's a good game. Uh, I I like it. We had uh, Incubo or Bad Dreams, the only coming in with our last submission saying Breath of the Wild does not need a sequel. There's never sequels of Zelda games that are the same thing, and that is worrying. I would rather them come up with a new idea like before. Yeah, I agree, but you have to think about it. They're talking about their next system, their next the next system, so they're yeah. gonna have to drop a Zelda right in between the death of the old console and the beginning of the new, so that they can capitalize yeah, on on all that money. I have said this when they first announced it, that Breath of the Wild 2 will be a launch title for the next Switch, or whatever it is it's going to be. <laughs> oh, oh, Nintendo. So, so, so much potential. So uh, much potential. I want to go back to the one that I talked about before, which is uh, people complaining about um, microtransactions. And the fact that I said, like, if a game rips you off with DLC, battle passes, loot boxes, at this point, you deserve it. And the way I, the thing I would like to emphasize is kind of like devs tying game progression and rewards to battle pass progression. It's like, the continue, how long do you continue the outrage before you literally just say, I'm not going to buy it? We all know who the the perps are. Yeah, the market for it. In, in in the in the game development, like we all know who the perps are at this point. But what you're basically saying is, I'm still gonna play it, but after I give you the money, I'm gonna beg you to change. No. Stop buying it. And if you're not willing to stop buying it. Whether the hype machine got yeah. you or whatever, then don't mm. say anything about it. Yeah. Because nothing makes me angrier. Well, that's not true. A lot of things make me angry. We all know me. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But it's when people try to die on this hill of, like, they should change. You want to know what makes them change? Don't buy the game. You're sick of all the all of the uh, Ubisoft open world games looking the same don't buy them they'll stop they'll stop making those games real quick sick of ea throwing loot boxes and everything don't buy their games if enough people don't buy those games and the microtransactions and all that stuff you don't have to worry about it you don't have to worry about it at all i have not bought ea or ubisoft I honestly can't remember. I honestly can't remember the last time I, I gave them money. So that's just what it is. And I mean, yeah, someone just said it. Vote with your wallet. It's yeah, just, and, and, and yes, I'm glad you brought it up, 800 Pixel Gorilla, where he's like, the problem is all these tactics are targeted towards whales who can throw away money. True, but they ain't throwing away the same amount of money as the 
entire player base. If you have a few whales, that's good. But if you have, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people playing your game all given a little, you can still trump those whales. But if those people aren't there, then those whales aren't going to cover your entire production cost, development cost, excuse me. Like, you want people to stop these, predato- these predatory things, then don't buy their game. When, when Bungie released the Master Chief Collection, which still isn't fixed. It's still not perfect. They're matchmaking. It's, it's, How it's matchmaking free, got... Free, still free, isn't it? Not Bungie now. Yeah, well, they redid it. But yes, when 343, like doing that, don't buy their Halo. Like if they make Halo, don't buy Halo. Because now, as the trend goes, people are unhappy with all the 343 Halos. They bring out Halo Infinite. Everyone's like, oh, it's the return. What proof do you have? And now that game's in trouble too. I didn't but, like Infinite. And dead. And dead. Though no, I didn't like it yeah. when they first proposed it. But not to pick on just them. But like when Bungie started introducing uh, microtransactions into Destiny. And then they kept releasing DLCs after you got nothing for the basically nothing for the purchase of the original game. And people literally sat in a, like when they did their DLC showcase where the guy was literally like, yeah, we heard what y'all are talking about, but we're going to wait until we get you to pay 40 more dollars to actually implement changes into the game. After we gave you a game that was so vanilla that I'm not even gonna go there. Never mind. It's just you really, you really have a hate for Destiny. It's not just a. It's it's not a hate for Destiny though. It's it's my. It's the practices. It, it's it's yeah. It's it's the principality of the thing that makes me not want to give you any attention. Like it's it's like I can't pay attention until somebody comes back to me or something with a yo. I know that I know that we've we've been led astray a little bit, but I'm telling you, this new game, and people actually have their hands on it, actually have their hands on it, and are like, "Yo, this is great." I'm not playing anything Bungie or three four three until someone says it. Same thing for EA. Same thing for Activision. Same and you can play them. I'm not saying every like you can play them if you don't have the same problems I do, but I just can't see giving them my money when there are developers, indie developers, as well as other big developers that are doing magic. That like it, I always mm-hmm. go. I always go back to the. Uh, I had a PS3, and I was starting to fall out of love with gaming. Uh, it was one of those times where I was like, yo, everything that's released is broken. Ubisoft effed up uh, Assassin's Creed. Like everything that I had played that I was just like, you know, got some good stuff. All of it started to fold. And I was like, yeah, I'm not buying them anymore. And I read this. I think it was a, a game informer. And the editor's article in the beginning was just like, if you own a PS3 and you don't own Uncharted 2, 
yet you want games to get better, you're the problem. Now, of course, there are inherent things that can be taken. You know, you can take umbrage with part of that statement. But the cojones, the balls, it takes to come out and say that. I was like, wait, what is this Uncharted? And I looked at Uncharted and I was like, that looks like what I've been wanting. And this is back when it first released. Uh, And yeah, I still hold that that's quite possibly the greatest action adventure game ever made. I just, that's just how I feel, but it is pretty good. It restored my faith in developers in like big developers. And so, yeah, I, I just, but people that complain that don't take any stance on the things that they want to see changed. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. It it just does because if you can complain about the loot boxes, but you could also not buy them. You can also not buy the game. And what and what 800 Pixel Gorilla brought up about these people like I I have to and and I, maybe I'm wrong, but this is conspiracy cat vicious. Okay? Okay. Why are all these streamers spending 10,000 plus dollars to show how bad Diablo Immortal is when it's widely known before they spent the money how bad its practices are. Something's just not, something's not right about that with me. Like, I'm not trying to say paid shills. I'm just, I'm not saying paid shills, but it just seems weird to me that someone's like, yeah, I spent 20,000 just to prove what was already proven. (laughs) Like you spend, you spend 20,000 to, to earn 20,000 back off of the monetization of your video. That's why. And it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It goes back into what someone was saying before about game journalists, like bashing things, but then taking, doing something that's not good for gaming in the same breath. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's so. Nothing will make me turn your your content. let me kind of try to clean this up towards the end nothing will make me turn off your content more than if you're playing up the angles Mm. i cannot do it i i i i i I like genuine i like i like when somebody like i hope you guys know that speaking to me personally directly is the same as what you see here there's no difference. You're not, I'm not going to come on here with different color hair and strobe lights and all types of stuff. Like, I'm just not that guy. I'm the guy that if I could, my whole stream would be a fireplace with like a, a chair and some light jazz playing. And, and, a, just, and a glass with some whiskey in it. Yeah, uh, not anymore. I'm healthy now. But oh, you're healthy. Yeah, 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 I'm healthy. I'm, I'm watching certain things. But these are all things that it's like that attracts me. When people have all these gimmicks and stuff, it really just it makes me turn off your stuff. Like immediately. I can't take it. Yeah. And that's another thing. That's just a personal thing for me. You know, I, I don't I don't do it for the clicks. and i don't like the other people do yeah see if you saw my stuff back like when i first started streaming i would put on like a game and i'd have some jazz going 
And I would just relax and talk with people about stuff. And, you know, we'd still get a little bit like I am now where it's just like I'm more than willing to discuss, analyze anything. But it was just a whole feel. And when they started putting out music notices and marking people and all that stuff for, you know, it just took away the whole. That's why you don't haven't seen me really play games on my channel. Because it was like that was my comfort zone with playing games was like the whole vibe I could create. I do talk shows now because that's my vibe. And I plan to try to venture back into the other things, um, play more, uh, you know, do stuff with the with the audience. But yeah, yeah. And War Garble. See you later, man. Thank you for joining. Thanks for coming. But yeah, we've uh, got a lot of stuff cooking. Yeah. There's a lot of things coming. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm only playing Elden Ring. Uh, I'm telling you, enjoy. There's two types of people that play from software games. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Either you didn't play it long enough to... You, you played it just enough to hate it, or you played it long enough to love it. To absolutely love it. But it won't lead you wrong. You got more than enough content, Bad Dreams. You got more than enough content. You got a good 300 hours ahead of you. <laughs> let it be glorious <laughs> glorious so with that ladies and gentlemen we have reached the end of this episode mm. i'm so glad for everybody that came through um and yeah, all really and, came through yeah like, uh, wow yeah all the interaction on this on this tweet um hard stuck on this werewolf plus night boss fight come oh you're at the castle before Radon, or after Radon, if you're getting that fight. Uh, I'd pay for mighty moments when you impart your wisdom. Live for the lotion. Oh, people probably haven't even seen the mighty moments. They're buried in my channel. But, yeah, but I, I intend to be doing a lot more. Um, played into the strengths of Twitter with this one, didn't I? <laughs> But I honestly had been talking about this episode for so long that yeah, I was just in, like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't save the girl by South Castle. Save the girl by South Castle. Oh, you can't. Um, that boss was amazing. Radon was awesome. His horse is forever the hero to us all because Lord knows how that thin... That famished horse held that man up. I know he uses gravity, but there ain't that much gravity in the world. That strawny horse is like the funniest thing I've ever seen in a game. Anyway, again, thank you everybody for your input. I love how active that chat yeah, was. Yeah, it's been great. Um, we'll see you next week, and hopefully, I'll continue to heal, and we can get uh, we can get a little more active. So, mm. thanks again. Sing. Love you all. Uh, actually, you know what? You know what? We need to figure out who we're rating. Somebody oh. tell me who to rate. Listen. Who's on? Who's on right now? Who is streaming? Who's streaming? We have Liz Lady. Okay, that's it. All right, there you go. All right, so go over there. Tell her how much fun you had. Show her love. As always, Liz is a wonderful, beautiful person. And, um, yeah, always working on something. So, 
Catch you later, everybody. Next week. <laughs>